Welcome back to Inside Fantasy Football. Today we're going to go over championship weekend in the AFC and in the NFC coming up this weekend. Both games are great. It's the top four teams in the NFL. Pretty much every expert, talking head, such as myself, around the NFL uh, had these four teams as the top teams. Now, I can't say all of us thought that that's that's the way it's going to work out. Usually, you end up with one wild card team in the last four. But this year, it really is the top four teams. And it's kind of interesting because you've got two teams led by the old veterans. Then you've got two new young teams with fun approaches by their coaching staffs. Um, McVay being the new young coach on the block. Andy Reid, not the young coach. He's an old veteran coach, but he approaches the game in a way that uh, inspires the younger generation like McVay. So it's very interesting to see uh, the way Mahomes and Andy Reid work together there in Kansas City. They're hosting New England, which makes it even more interesting. It's usually the other way around. I think the last eight seasons, something like that, New England has always played at home during this part of the AFC playoffs. You know, throughout the playoffs are usually the home team. So it's very interesting to see how Kansas City uh, is going to take advantage of actually having the home field advantage in the AFC Championship, and how Belichick and Brady are going to handle being on the road in the AFC Championship. That's just the tip of the iceberg, though. Uh, There is a lot of storylines between these two games. Uh, This podcast, I think I did more preparation for this podcast than I've done for any of the fantasy podcasts throughout the season. And I don't know how many we did, 30-something, 40-something podcasts, whatever it was. Uh, just because myself, trust me, I did my research. I listened to, uh, to other experts. I've done it all. I, just like I tell you guys all the time, if you're betting or if you're doing fantasy, you're doing daily, get all the info you can and then make your own judgments. And that's basically how I approach it. And it's funny. This is the first weekend. And it's great that it's happening this weekend of all weekends, the championship weekend, where we cannot all agree. I mean, nobody really knows how anything is going to go down this weekend. It's three points, the spread between these two teams in each game, uh, these four teams in each of the two matchups, which is basically you always give three points to the home team. I don't want to go too far into the whole gambling bit, but uh, it's basically dead even. Uh, nobody, even Vegas is saying, hell, we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. If they give you a three-point spread in a game, they're basically saying it could go either way, guys. So as uh, for people that are trying to give advice, and I know this is a fantasy based, I will give you some daily, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings nuggets if you need them. Um, But this is basically just for the love of football right now. And it's fun trying to figure out. And I have racked my brain on these two matchups because you've got two of the teams that have the track record and the Saints and especially the Patriots, 20 year dynasty right there. Going against these younger teams that are hot right now. And you're trying to weigh out is, you know, the pattern that we've seen with the Patriots for almost 20 years now. And this new kid, Mahomes, and how he's running Andy Reid's offense the way it's always been. McNabb ran Andy Reid's offense very well. And I love Donovan McNabb. I thought he was a very underrated quarterback. 
But Patrick Mahomes takes Andy Reid's approach to the next level. It really, really is a blast to watch that Chiefs offense. So many different angles they can get you at when they're totally healthy. Now, the Kareem Hunt loss, I really, really think hurt KC more than... And I know Damian Williams has been good, but losing Kareem Hunt really hurt the Kansas City Chiefs. This game this weekend... When it's going to be in the weather for me, I have, I'm shocked that the weather hasn't been mentioned more than it has. Because to me, feels like around zero, five degree weather, that's what it's going to feel like out there in KC with the wind kicking, basically a winter blizzard coming in. I think that's huge advantage to the Patriots. It would be, I would feel a lot better for KC if they had Kareem Hunt. But Kareem Hunt's no longer on the roster. He, you know, flipped out off the field and he's out of the league. If they still had that workhorse running back in the backfield, along with Mahomes, with the way they've been playing, I would hands down have Kansas City winning that matchup with the Patriots on Sunday. I I wouldn't even think twice about it. Full confidence. But because Kareem Hunt no longer exists in the NFL... It's down to Damian Williams and maybe Ware. I think it's mainly going to be Williams. And the other, I think they have another Williams on the roster there on the depth chart. I'm still hearing people saying that they think Kansas City is going to be slinging the rock around. That Hill and, you know, all these other guys are going to get bubble screens and go crazy. I'm telling you. Now, I'm just a, you know, I'm not, I haven't been out there. I've never been an NFL player. And I've honestly never played any sport in my life in zero degree weather. But it's not going to be slinging that ball. That ball is not going to be flying around that that field on Sunday. It, that's not going to happen. There, I'm not saying there's not going to be any passing. They're going to attempt to do it. But it's going to be down to the run game and the defense. It's going to be a defensive slugfest. And anytime you're in a defensive slugfest with Bill Belichick, his coaching staff, with Tom Brady with a conservative approach, pound it with Michelle and the gang and little dump offs to White, which is are basically running plays. Brady gets the stats for those, but I'm telling you, those little dump offs to White are basically just extended handoffs in the flats. So it's going to be heavy James White. I think he'll probably be the MVP of this game to me. Michelle has a good chance, of course, to do well. That line is playing strong for the Patriots. Bilicek is going to be prepared as well as Andy Reid, but I think he's going to get... Now, they don't have a ton of pass rush there in New England. That's been one of their weaknesses on defense. They don't have the greatest defense, but I do think the way Bilicek is, he's a defensive-minded coach. He's an original uh, defensive coordinator from the Parcells era. I think he's going to find something to take away on that Chiefs offense. He may not get to Mahomes, but he's going to bracket Mahomes. I think he's going to make sure he doesn't scramble too much. And if he does, he's going to make sure he has an extra defensive back back there. I think they're going to do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, they're going to probably break down into some cover two uh, basic uh, zone defense. Because if you do that with a quarterback like Mahomes, you play the area. Um, It cuts down on getting burned on man-to-man on these little rollouts. And that's what Mahomes likes to do when he is at the top of his game. Now, we've had one full year. So, I mean, this kid still has a whole career to go to kind of see what his tendencies are and how he ticks. He still can bust out something new that we haven't seen because, to me, basically, he's a rookie this year. But when he rolls out 
and you're in man-to-man, you're in trouble. Especially if you're trying to cover somebody like Tyreek Hill that is that fast and quick. You get five, four or five seconds having to cover man cover, even Kelsey. You're in big trouble. And that's what Mahomes does. He extends plays, gives the top guys time to get open. Then he has the accuracy. I don't care if it's zero degrees, five degrees, doesn't matter. You will get burned by Mahomes. So in my opinion, what I am thinking is that Bilicic knows this. This is what he does. This is why he's probably the greatest coach of all time, is he knows in these big games what to do to keep his team in the game. Maybe not win it for him, because they haven't won every big game in these 20 years. But they've won most of them. And the reason why is because Bilicic is extremely prepared. And I think that is going to be the approach with Mahomes, is give him the short stuff. If he rolls out... Zone it up. That way you're not having to worry about losing your man too much. You've got coverage on the back end. And force Mahomes to make crazy accurate passes down the field in that kind of weather. And that, I don't care how great your arm is. I don't care how great your accuracy is or athleticism. In that type of weather, in that type of situation, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I do think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a close game. No blowouts are going to happen in that kind of weather to me. I think it's going to be a grinded out game. I do think Damian Williams will get enough carries to produce well. So for you daily guys, I do think Damian Williams uh, Damian Williams will produce. I just think it's going to be heavy run attack. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs know that, but I just don't think they have the talent against the run to stop it. Not that group of backs. Because the way Bilicek geniusly, once again, set up his running backs, the way the depth is, he's got about three or four guys that he can throw at you. If one guy's having a tough day, fumbles or something like that, he'll just move to the next guy. He'll go heavy white, bring in Burkhead. He'll even use the fullback, Devlin, if he has to. There's going to be a lot of double tight ends. I think Gronk might get used to more than people think. In these type of situations with heavy play action, loaded boxes, Gronk really blows up in these situations with those big hands. I think maybe not a ton of yards, but I do think if they get any kind of red zone situation, that play action after running the ball so much in this game, this is where Gronk exposes teams because they'll play action out of it. He'll have single you know, coverage on a safety or a outside linebacker. And even though he's at the end of his career and he's about as slow as can be, he's still a big boy. And Brady's very accurate. He can get to him in that red zone. I do think Gronk will have a TD. Not a ton of yards for you daily guys. But definitely, I do see Gronk scoring a short yardage red zone TD in this game. So it's going to be great. I mean, at the end of the day, both matchups are going to be great. And I started off with this New England-KC game because it's been driving me crazy for days. I have literally been on the fence back and forth each day for the last two or three days. Just trying to figure out. I've watched their match. You can't watch that matchup in week whatever it was, 12 or whenever that was, 14. The the game they played in, was it October? I'm not exact on the date. But they played earlier this year, but both teams had so many injuries. There was no weather, any kind of weather like there is going into this game. It's just a totally different game. It's like looking at the Rams-Saints matchup from earlier in the year. You can't take too much from that. They were two totally different teams at that time. And I feel the same way about this. This Chiefs team in that matchup had nobody. They had just lost Kareem Hunt. 
They were just decimated in the defensive backfield. Even now that they're coming in healthy in the secondary, they're still going to have problems against Brady just because they're weak back there. They don't have a very good defense. Their front seven at home has been impressive lately. That gives me a, a little bit of hope. But at the same time, that Patriots offensive line, the last two or three weeks have been lights out. I mean, Colts level good. Just, I mean, pushing people around, uh, really opening up holes for Sony Michelle and Burkhead, whoever's back there. And the way I look at it is even if they really go for stuff in the run, you don't think Brady's going to just hit White in the flats like he has consistently. I think White had, what, 15 catches last game? I just don't see KC pulling this one out. I just have too much confidence in Brady and Belichick in crunch time. My heart is going to be pulling for KC somewhat. I do love this kid. I do feel like this would be a great, I call them torch games, where Brady's going to hand off the torch to Mahomes, the next generation. Because Mahomes at this pace, from what I saw this year, barring major injury or something crazy happening off the field, Mahomes is the future. This is the kid in 14, 15 years that's going to be breaking records. And I feel like this could be that torch game that we look back on where KC knocked New England out in an exciting AFC championship matchup. Mahomes makes some crazy plays at the end, goes off and wins the Super Bowl. Here we go. The next generation of superstars is coming in. And I absolutely love this class of quarterbacks coming in the NFL right now. The Mayfields, Watson, Darnold, Mahomes. I mean, it's a pretty good list. And I feel like this could be that marker game that uh, you're seeing the older guys uh, class, you know, with class. uh, And it happens. I mean, they're over 40. Breeze just turned 40 the other day. um, Are slowly handing off that mantle to these younger. um, I wouldn't say more talented. I hate to say that because they're at two totally different stages of their career. It's like comparing different eras in, in basketball, football, baseball. You really can't do it. Because the younger Brady was just as good as any of the... Of course, didn't have the arm strength and all that stuff as Mahomes. But Mahomes didn't have the decision-making and the ability to make big plays. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, he's just in his first, really, his first full year uh, that Brady has. And, you know, Brady's track record. I mean, he is officially. And I was a Joe Montana guy up until recently and still am. But you cannot be a serious NFL fan and not say Brady is not the best quarterback of all time at this point. I think Joe Montana, Peyton Manning are right there. Uh, you know, Brett Favre, Marino, those guys are not far behind. Breeze is in that company as well. But Tom Brady, with his track record of winning, the stats that he has put up, the length of his career, the dynasty that he has led with very little talent at times, not all the time. He had the Randy Moss here, stuff like that. But most of the time, Brady has done this with very minimal talent, and a lot of that is Bill Belichick getting a great staff, always has a great staff around him to help Tom every single year throughout this 18-19 year run. So, I finally have come to the score. This, you, Guys, you just have no clue how big of a uh, uh, back and forth this has been. I've got New England winning 20. KC 
18. 20 to 18. I know it's an odd score. I just feel like it's not going to be... The scoreboard is not going to be lit up like people think. I think it's going to be conservatively played at times. Um, It's going to be a grinded out cold football game. A little bit old school. I think it's going to come down to who makes uh, the least amount of mistakes will win the game. And I just have faith that that's going to be New England. I think it's going to be a last second field goal. Uh, 20 to 18 New England in this game is my prediction. Uh, I did the two points also. I'm working with the spread here. Uh, I just feel like it's going to be that close of a game. I mean, you can't get two more. I mean, these two teams are very different But even overall, as far as talent level, who's home, who's not, the way things have panned out in the matchup, it's extremely even to me and to most people at this time. And I don't think my score or my difference is going to be much different than a lot of other guys. I've heard some wild things. I heard some people saying Casey's going to come out and just blow it up, put 40 points on the board. Mahomes going to throw for 400 yards. I really doubt that. I, I just really, Andy Reid is smarter than that. He knows that that's going to be an impossibility. Maybe I'm playing up the weather too much. Maybe it won't be a factor. I would love to see a barn burner, 35 to 32. I really, really would. I would gladly take the hit and be wrong and watch an exciting high points game. And I'm an old school guy. I love good defense. But still, this these matchups, I want to see the scoreboard light up if possible. But my gut... I have to go with my gut. That's why I'm doing this. This is what got me here. This is why I have a pretty good percentage at this. 20 to 18, New England. Uh, I think James White will be the MVP of the game. He'll probably have another double-digit, high double-digit catch. Uh, I just see a lot of dump-offs from Brady working with that pass rush from KC. And I think KC's going to do okay. I think they're going to have trouble moving the ball downfield because... Uh, the Patriots going to force them to run the ball, and I just don't see Damian Williams being that guy that's going to light up the scoreboard. I just don't see that happening. It's possible. Anything is possible in the NFL. That's the beauty of it. It's going to be interesting to see how who Brady, I mean, who Bilicek takes away. Is he going to take away Kelsey? Is he going to, like I said, go into a zone and take away the deep ball from Mahomes and take away his uh, ability to extend plays? I'm very curious because Bilicek, throughout this entire time in New England, even when he was in Cleveland back in the 90s, he's a master. And the Giants. That's why He's a big reason why the Giants won a couple Super Bowls as well back in the early 90s, late 80s. Um, he's great at taking stuff away. He'll, he'll take one thing away. Like He doesn't have a great enough defense to just shut you down. But he will focus on one area and say, look, we're going to make if they're going to beat us, they're going to have to beat us in this certain area. And as a fan, just a fan, I'm just very curious. I want to see how he approaches his KC offense. The first game wasn't too pretty. His defense got torched, uh, but it was warmer weather. Uh, Both teams had a ton of injuries. I think Mahomes took advantage of that as well as Brady and company took advantage on their end. KC was decimated on the defensive side at that time. And I think they were still in shock about the Kareem Hunt loss. Uh, They were expecting to ride Kareem Hunt as, as well as Mahomes doing his thing. To a Super Bowl. And there was no doubt the way Kareem Hunt was running the ball before he got booted out. Um, like I said earlier at the beginning of this podcast, it, it just would be a no-doubter to me that KC would be rolling into the Super Bowl. But that's not the case. 
and Cream Hunt is not in this game. So uh, I do, uh, at the end of the day, lean New England. Can't wait for it, though. Very excited. We'll move on to the NFC. Uh, This matchup, to me, just as close. Definitely going to be higher scoring than the KC-New England game. It is in New Orleans in the Dome. And this one's had me on the fence all week because I have loved Drew Brees since the moment he stepped on the field in San Diego in the early 2000s. I just love his game. I love that he's a shorter quarterback that makes it happen. I love how talented he is and smart. Seems like a great guy. Uh, he just a absolute field general. Steady as can be, and he's put up some amazing numbers. Numbers that are going to be really hard to approach. Even kids like Mahomes are going to have a really tough time. They better be healthy for 15, 16 years to approach a lot of what Drew Brees is going to walk off into the sunset with at the end of his career. That said, I think I've got the Rams winning this game. I think they're going to roll the the role that the Rams are on. And the pattern, I know they played a great second half defensively, just as a team in general, especially Michael Thomas. I mean, this guy, unbelievable. Uh, Against Philly, New Orleans did. I, I get that. But overall, the last couple months, the Saints have not played that well. They've played well enough to win at home, of course. They, they take care of their home, and they have a great crowd. It is a dome. It just plays to their, their strengths very well on that turf. But I truly believe the Rams are a team that fits a dome and turf as well. I don't think they're going to be affected by the crowd. It was a very close game the first time around. They didn't seem affected by that New Orleans crowd, and that crowd was pumped up in that first matchup. It felt like a playoff game because everybody knew these were the two best teams in the NFC at that time. So New Orleans, it's not like they were sitting back on their heels at that time, just, you know, relaxing, letting, you know, Breeze take care of his home turf and win a game. No, it was very intense. And the Rams were right there throughout that game. And what saved New Orleans was that Tlaib was out. And uh, Tlaib is not the Tlaib of old. But if you put him out there, as physical he is in his size, and I know they're going to hide Michael Thomas from him. They're going to try to move Michael around. They're going to put him in the slots. They're going to try to get him to Joiner and uh, Peters, you know, guys that they porch for what he had. I think he had a couple hundred yards re- receiving on that first game. Just crazy stuff. But this is playoffs. This is, you know, uh, Bud Phillips' uh, defense. I mean, you can't. Uh, you can't disregard preparation in the playoffs, especially between two teams that have uh, played each other before, know what they're going into and the situation they're going to very well. These two teams know it. That's another reason why it's such an even matchup. But I just lean towards Rams. I think the two-headed attack they've got now with Anderson and Gurley and I think it's going to be a better run attack than Kamara and Ingram. And I love Kamara and Ingram, and I love Breeze. Don't get me wrong. I do. I am a true Saints fan. I've always liked the Saints. I love the way Sean Payton calls a game. I love his aggressiveness. It's burned him, but McVeigh is of the same ilk. They're aggressive play callers. They're not afraid to take risks, and that is why these two teams are a blast to watch. 
I just, I know it sounds, uh, it's not as informative as it should be, but I just have a funny feeling about this Rams team. I think they're going to come in there, take care of business. I think it's going to be very close. It's going to come down to a play or two there in the fourth quarter, similar to the New England KC. We've got two even matchups. So, I mean, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter in both these games. And it's really been hard for me to bet against Peyton, Breeze, and that Superdome in that fourth quarter. I mean, I've racked my brain the last couple days. But then I look at the, I watch the film on the Rams, like the way they played that Cowboys game. And I know they didn't, they should have put the Cowboys away uh, in a better fashion than they did. I agree with that. A lot of people are saying that, and it is true. But I also think that the way they're set up, the momentum that they have, they're pretty healthy. Gurley is back. Anderson is running like Natron means from the late 90s. Like this guy is just bulldozing people, finding the hole. And I know he's heavy, but hey, if he's, I don't care how big a guy is. If he can run the ball like Anderson's been running, you need a guy like that in the playoffs that can get that first down, eat up that clock, and get you five, six yards right up the gut. And that's what they got. And then Gurley, he can just, you know, they can move him around wherever they want. They could run him in the flats, dump offs, whatever they need with Gurley. Keep just, you know, stay the track. And they don't need him to play 50 snaps. So I just think the Rams, the depth that they have on offense right now, the cushion that they can make for Goff, because Goff is not Drew Brees. He's not one of the top quarterbacks in the league to me. Goff is at his best when he's got help around him and talent around him to kind of hide his deficiencies to where he can be a little bit loose on play action, get some of those weird rollouts they do. They do a lot of pre-snap movement. And if you can get Goff moving around and loose where there's not much pressure on him, the kid makes plays. But anytime you're in a situation where you're going to be like, man, we're going to need to ride Goff to win this ball game, you're in trouble. And you definitely don't want to do that against the Saints and Lattimore and company in the Superdome. They're going to need to run the ball against a very good run defense, but I still believe with that Rams, I don't know if, I know this is going a little bit too deep for some people, but watch that offensive line for the Rams in that Cowboys game. And that defense for the Cowboys was a great defense. Not good, great. And they made that linebacking core, as young as it is, that may be a factor as well, but they made that Cowboys defensive line and that linebacking core look foolish. And if you think that the Saints are a ton better than the Cowboys' defenses, you're fooling yourself. If anything, they're very similar to the Cowboys. Not much better, if at all better. No Sheldon Rankins in the middle. Don't forget that. And I think the Rams are going to do what they need to do on offense. The Saints will keep up. It's not like their offense is going to lay down in Drew Brees. Drew Brees, this is to go to the Super Bowl, and he wants another ring. So Breeze is going to bring his A game. This, you know, Sean Payton's going to be calling crazy fourth downs. The Hill kid's going to be throwing bombs and punt fake punts. And I mean, we're going to see it all, the gamut. But McVeigh is of the same ilk. It, the Rams are going to throw the gamut at the Saints as well. And I, in these situations, it's sometimes I really feel like it's better to be the road team. Nobody. Nobody feels, I mean, well, I don't want to say nobody, but definitely the Rams are a bigger underdog than three points. A lot of people have the Rams losing this game just because they feel like the Saints and the Superdome is pretty much an unbeatable situation, and it's not. 
in a game to go to the Super Bowl, in a a conference championship game, over my 40 years of 30-something years of watching the NFL, anything can happen. Teams are desperate. They want to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to see it all. And I can't tell you two better coaches in the league right now in this situation that are going to be more fun to watch as far as what's going to happen in the game than Sean Payton and Sean McVay. These guys are going to bust out their giant, freakishly big giant playbooks and just go balls to the wall for four quarters. And it's going to be a blast to watch. I've got Rams winning 35-31 over the Saints. 35-31 and I think it's going to be 31-28 with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I think the Rams are going to go down and do what they got to do. I, I, that is what I see happening. I mean, who knows, but that is what I feel like is going to happen. I just feel like the momentum with this Rams team it's meant to be. So my Super Bowl prediction is the Rams and the Patriots. A rematch of Super Bowl, what is that? In 2001, the original, the beginning of the Brady era. And uh, it's going to be fun. Either way, even if I am, any of these four teams will be a blast to see. Honestly, any combination. I'll take the old two old guys. Breeze against Brady. That would be a great storyline. Not as much fun as the Rams-Chiefs. That Just the game itself, the Rams-Chiefs would be a blast. But... I mean, you can't sit here and say the Saints-Patriots would be boring either. It would still be a great matchup. Two Hall of Fame, absolute Hall of Fame, possibly two top five quarterbacks going at it at the end of their careers. Possibly one last time. I mean, who knows when you're going to get back in the NFL. Brady could come out and blow a knee next year and it's over. Same with Breeze. I mean, you just don't know. This could be it for those two older guys. So, you know, Goff and, and Mahomes, who this could be the first of many. So it's one of those, either way, I'll be happy, just like most of you probably will be, unless you've got a dog in the fight, or a lot of people really, truly hate the Patriots. I don't blame you. Any dynasty in any sport is hated. They should be. People hated the Niners in the 80s. People hate the Yankees to this day, just because they win so much. I get it. People hate the Cowboys. Any of these teams that have... Long history. I know it's been a long time since the Cowboys have done much. I'm talking about just overall in the entire history of the organization. So I get the hatred for the Patriots. But it's the way it should be. People should hate the Patriots. You always should want the underdog. I'm an underdog guy. I love pulling for the underdog just like most people. And I think that's that's like the human spirit. You know, just the way we're conditioned. So I get it. But I respect the game enough to know if Brady does get back in there. Good for him. I mean, look at this guy's career. It's beautiful. All right, guys. I will do uh, another podcast next week to break down this championship weekend. Cannot wait for that. I'm excited to see what happens and go over it with you guys. And then after that, we'll do a special Super Bowl uh, prediction podcast. And we'll start getting prepared for the offseason. Until the next podcast, guys. I'm out.